Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, Hi Diddle Diddle. The starring players... This is Martha Scott. This is George Murphy. This is Mary Boland. And this is Walter Abel. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in Andrew Stone's exciting new motion picture, Hi Diddle Diddle. It stars Martha Scott in her original role, Janie Prescott, George Murphy as her fiancé, Sonny Fife, Mary Boland as Mrs. Prescott, and Walter Abel as Mr. Fife. This is a factual and authentic document based on actual conditions existing in the world today. It is admittedly propaganda. It is a picture with a papers. Try to find it. First-class seaman Sonny Fife and his bride-to-be, Janie Prescott, had just two days in which to cram a wedding and a honeymoon before Sonny returned to his ship. And then fate, personified by Janie's mother and a disappointed suitor, Peter Warrington, ruined the bridal couple's plans. So you see, Janie, Peter not only swindled me out of my T&W stock, he talked me into losing my last $50,000 at the 59 Club's roulette table. The little schemer. Oh, but mother, why haven't you told me this before? Peter didn't want me to. He said he could handle you after Sonny broke the engagement. After I what? Oh, he did, did he? Of course. He did it all on purpose, you see. 
He wanted to make me lose everything. That's exactly right. Because I think Sonny's only marrying you for your money, Janie. Just a moment, sir. You can't say that about my son. About me, maybe? About my son? No. You keep out of this, Dad. Yes, you might as well, Colonel Fife. I've made up my mind that your son is not going to get his hands on a penny of Janie's money. Why, you swindling little buzzard. Oh, no, Sonny. Look here, Warrington. Someday I'm going to take a good sock at you, and it won't be a bobby. <laughs> oh, Sonny looks so cute when he gets angry. <laughs> when his G.I. haircut stands on end. <laughs> oh, dear, he looks just like Ingrid Bergman. <laughs> Well, I intend to pay it all back. You bet you'll pay it all back. Mm, when Janie marries me. Well, get this, you. Janie isn't going to marry you. She's going to marry me in about three minutes, and nothing you can do is going to stop her. That right, Janie? That's right. Going to live on your Navy pay and support Janie's mother? She's penniless, you know. Well? Got it all figured out, haven't you? Think you've got me stopped, huh? Yes, I think I have. You've made one small miscalculation, young fellow. You didn't stop to think that I might have something to say about all this. You, Dad? Yes, I shine in a tight spot. Uh, well, don't be self-conscious, Colonel. <laughs> you see, uh, my blue serge suit does the very same thing. <laughs> you don't think, son, that I'd stand by and see this dizzy drip hijack your Jane? Gosh, that's right. Why, my dad beat Wall Street. He can get that money back for you, Mrs. Prescott. Oh, how wonderful. I didn't know you were a Wall Street operator, Colonel Fife. Do you operate with the bulls or the bears? Neither, sir. I am what is known as a wolf. Why, Colonel Fife. <laughs> Why, at your age? <laughs> well, if my dad says he can get your money back, Mrs. Prescott, he'll do it. In two days? Before you go back to your ship? We'll do it in two days or Janie can divorce me. Right, Dad? Absolutely. Is there a good cheap lawyer in the house? Now, remember, Dad, I'm depending on you. I won't have a dollar left for Janie when I go back to my boat. You'll have to get that money back for her. grasp that. You needn't keep reminding me. Well, don't go to the 59 Club to try and get my money back. That's not likely, Mrs. Prescott. I happen to know their roulette table is crooked. No. Sure. They have a magnet underneath that works by electricity. When the croupier presses a button, the ball stops anywhere he likes. Why, I can hardly believe it. Eh? Mm. I mean about the magnets. Magnets? Of course. <gasps> Why, you were, yeah, you were just telling That's me that... That's it, I... Mrs. Prescott. You've given me just the idea I've been looking for. You, you and the kids take care of the wedding, and I'll go arrange to get your money back. Now look, Leslie. My son's brand-new mother-in-law was clipped for 50 Gs in the 59 Club. I want you to help me get it back, with a little interest for us. Oh, but, Colonel, I thought you'd given up swindling the public. This isn't swindling the public. In fact, I'm a practically a public benefactor. I'm going to teach the 59 Club a $100,000 lesson, and you and Eddie Branson and I will split 50000 of it three ways. How does Branson fit into the picture? He gimmicks the wheel at the 59 Club. Oh. I want you to see that he puts a stronger magnet under the table for me to work. Oh, I get it. Then the ball doesn't stop where the croupier wants it to stop, but where you want it to stop. Precisely, my dear. Mm-hmm. When do you want to win? Tonight. And I want to win on number three. It's a deal. <laughs> you know, Colonel, it's a pleasure to watch a good con man work. Well, don't mention it. My son has never suspected that I was anything worse than a Wall Street operator. Okay, I'll see you at the 59 Club tonight. Right. Well, Janie, you're married, even though it was a simple wedding. That's how I wanted it. <laughs> of course, your father's and mine didn't come off quite so smoothly. Why, Mother? Well, you see, he wanted Mendelssohn going in and Lohengrin coming out. Uh, why didn't you let him? Well, I didn't want people bumping into each other during the ceremony. <laughs> oh, but uh, Janie, dear, 
Janie, are you sure it's not a mistake to go to the Briarcliff for your honeymoon? No, Mother, why should it be? Well, but way out there in the country, what's there to do? Uh, we'll try to think of something. Uh, are you ready to go, Janie? Well, just a minute, Sonny. I'll finish my packing, Mom. Oh, it's all right, darling. I don't mind doing it. Oh, but I'd much rather do it myself. Uh, you would? Oh, oh yes, of course, I see. <laughs> all right, darling. I'll, I'll wait for you and Sonny downstairs. Are you happy, darling? Mm. You? Mm-hmm. Janie? We're married. I know it, but I can't realize it. You're not scared, are you? A little. You? Uh-huh. It's kind of a kind of a big responsibility to take on. I mean, you know, a girl like you. Oh, you're not sorry, are you? Oh, gosh, no. Gee, we can be together now as much as we like, any time, day or night. Nobody can say anything about it. And I can kiss you in front of your mother or anybody else. Mm -hmm. If we had an apartment, I wouldn't mind spending our honeymoon right here in town. Well, I'll ask Dad to get us an apartment. He's pretty slick at that sort of thing. Oh, wonderful. Say, we're wasting time. That's right. Well, hurry up. Let's get to Briarcliff. You take that suitcase over there, and I'll take the overnight bag. <laughs> Sorry, my boy, but you can't start on your honeymoon yet. But, Dad, what do you mean we can't start yet? You want me to get that money back for Janie and her mother, don't you? Yes, of course, Dad, but then you'll have to come along with me for an hour or two right now. And leave me here? Oh, goodbye! But you can't leave me. He has to, Janie. This operation is for men only. Oh, goodbye! Oh, I can't stay here. What do people think? You're going off on our honeymoon alone. Tell them Sonny just had money enough for one ticket. Well, of course, you'll be with friends, Janie. I don't want to spend my honeymoon with friends. I want to spend it with you. My dear girl, the sooner I swindle, that is, the sooner I avenge the swindle perpetrated against your mother, the mu that much sooner can you begin your honeymoon. Oh. Well, Dad's right, Janie. Well, all right, but hurry back. Two days can't last forever. Well, don't worry. I've got a 50% interest in this marriage, too, you know. Away on a, on a very important government mission. Now, don't you worry, Jane. I'm not, Mother. Sonny will be back. Well, even if Sonny doesn't come back, you won't be missing anything. I won't? Of course not. I told you there's nothing to do at Briarcliff for two people. Oh. Well, Dad, why did we come to the 59 Club? This is some spot. Why, Humphrey Bogart wouldn't even play solitaire here. Say, what's wrong? Hey, this is where Janie's mother lost her money. Precisely why we are here. Huh? Numerology very definitely indicates that we should come here and tonight. Num numerology? Now, how do you suppose I got to the top in less than a year? Numerology. Oh. Fives and twos, fours and threes. It's a cinch. And numerology informs me that there are electrical forces working for me tonight. Magnetic forces. Oh, yeah? If we take advantage of them, we can win back Mrs. Prescott's money at roulette. What? By betting on number three, we can't lose. Who says we can't? The guy who gimmicked the wheel. What? I mean, the guy who... That is numerology. But, Dad, are you sure this will work? My boy, we can't lose. If you remember the bet on number three, 
Uh, now, how much have we got to bet? Well, uh, I've got a couple of hundred bucks. That'll do. But I've saved that up for my honeymoon. Now, you'll have a lot more before you're through. Well, I've got to make sure, so uh, how about if I try it out first with ten bucks? Hey, look, Daddy, you sure I'll win? I'd risk every cent you've got on it. Well, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, make your bets, please. Make your bets. Make your bets, please. Here's ten dollars on number three. Hey, gee, Dad! Dad! Do you suppose we have a chance? If the 59 Club paid the electric bill, we can't lose. It worked, Dad! It worked! Number three won! You won $350. Let it ride. All of it? Certainly. Well, what if I lose? You've nothing to worry about, Sonny. I can guarantee that the magnetic forces I mentioned are working well. Why did you insist on bringing us to the 59 Club? Well, I thought Janie would enjoy seeing the place where you lost your money. And when I was here earlier, I saw a couple of characters I thought might interest Janie. A couple of characters? Mm, well, I'd say a couple of lack of characters. Mm. Right now, let's all have a drink. Oh, at the bar? Oh, I love drinks at the bar. Well, well, what'll it be, folks? Oh, uh, Tom Collins. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Collins? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling. His name isn't Collins. It isn't Collins, and why'd you say it was? Well, I didn't. My name is Dan Hannigan, if it matters. Oh, look, Mons, let's forget yes, it. Yes, just pretend it never happened. What do you have to drink, Mrs. Prescott? Oh, goodness. Oh, dear me, I hardly know. No, well, how about a horse's neck? Well, you see, I didn't bring my ration book. <laughs> I've got a fine pink lady or a black widow. Now, Mr. Collins, we're not interested in your private life. Oh. <laughs> Would you like me to give you a good punch? What? <laughs> if you do, she'll scream. Well, there must be something she'd like to try. How about a child Mickey Finn? Well, I don't know. But you can point him out to me. Oh, how about an old-fashioned? Lady, how about an old-fashioned? Well, finish your sentence, young man. An old-fashioned what? Look, lady, don't you, don't you know anything about liquor? Certainly not. Do I look like a bar fly? Don't answer that. <laughs> Just draw one, blow the suds off, and shoot the pretzels to me. <laughs> Why, Mrs. Prescott, you surprise me. Well, I see something that surprises me over at that roulette table. Oh, don't let that surprise you, Janie. <laughs> no one ever wins. Mm, that's what surprises me. Sonny and Colonel Fife have hit the jackpot. Janie, Janie, where are you going? To see a sailor about a honeymoon. <laughs> Yeah, we got your mother, mother's money back, Janie, but gosh, look at the time. We've lost over 18 of our 48 hours already. Well, at least everything's packed. It won't take us five minutes to leave. Well, well, look, I've got an idea. Why don't we stay here at your mother's tonight and leave for Briarcliff early in the morning? We can be at Briarcliff in an hour. Yes, but why waste another hour? We wouldn't be wasted. After all, we've spent a good many happy hours in the Buick. We'd be alone together. Yeah. And it's a heavenly night for driving. Yeah, it's a heavenly night. Don't answer it. No use letting it ring. Well, then, why don't you wait a second? Maybe it'll stop. I oh, don't be silly. Hello? Yes? Oh. What is it? I'm an air raid warden. I've got to go on duty. What? But, Janie, you can't go now. You wait right here. I'll be back as soon as I can. Oh, doggone it. Air raids at a time like this. Mm. Darling! Why, Sonny! Oh, it's you, Mrs. Prescott. Yes. 
Yes, yes, isn't it? <laughs> Anything I can do for you, Sonny? No, no, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Act One of High Diddle Diddle, starring Walter Abel, George Murphy, Mary Boland, and Martha Scott. Act Two in just a moment. But first, here's a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. In the weeks just ahead of us, the green of the trees will begin to fade. Leaves will slowly wither and crumple. The fresh young face of nature will seem to grow older and older as winter approaches. And in those weeks ahead of us, your skin will be changing too. It's changing now. Just run your fingers slowly, gently over your cheeks and your chin. Do you feel any little rough spots here and there? Any little bumps around your eyes and mouth? Any dry, hard flakes of skin? Now, if ever, when your skin is trying to throw off the drying effects of summer and reveal itself in fresh new beauty, now is the time to try Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. You'll see how quickly and gratefully nature responds to the right kind of treatment. For Lady Esther Face Cream is one cream that works with nature and helps nature. You see, it loosens those dry, clinging flakes of skin. Loosens and absorbs them. Just rub Lady Esther Face Cream on your skin. Wipe it off. That's all there is to it. Now run your fingers over your face again and see how much softer and smoother your skin feels. Look in your mirror and see how much cleaner and fresher your skin looks. How much better the face powder appears on the skin. So many women write and tell me that Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream is far superior to any cream or combination of creams they've ever used. They say it's the most beautifying face cream they've ever experienced at any price. Just try it, and let the radiant look of freshness your skin takes on be proof that Lady Esther Face Cream is the one and only cream for you. curtain rises on the second act of High Diddle Diddle, starring Martha Scott as Janie Prescott, Mary Boland as Mrs. Prescott, George Murphy as Sonny Fife, and Walter Abel as Colonel Fife. It's the next morning, and in the upstairs living room of Mrs. Prescott's house... Sonny Fife is sleeping when Jenny returns from her duty as air raid warden. Sonny! Sonny! Oh, wake up! Oh, go on away. I got a liberty pass. Let me alone. Oh, you poor darling. It's Janie. Uh, huh? Uh, Janie, hey, you were gone hours. I know. Look, it's morning. Oh, our wedding night is over. I know. And me with a two-day pass. If I ever get a chance at Hitler. Oh, now never mind, Sonny. We've got almost half your leave left. We'll crowd enough happiness into a few hours to last us for months. Well, I still hate Hitler. <laughs> well, the main thing is we've got each other now. I'll know wherever you are, you're thinking of me, and you'll know wherever I am, I'm thinking of you. Yes, but it would have been kind of nice to have a little married life to remember. You know, like keeping house together, or which newspaper to take, or what's the matter with a furnace? I know. We'll have all that one day. 
all the heavenly little difficulties that draw two people close together. Hey, Janie, that's 9.30. What are we waiting for now? Doggone it, I'll bet Alexander Graham Bell was a bachelor. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm coming. Hello? Hello? Oh, Dad! Dad, make it snappy, will you? We're just starting off for Briarcliff. What? Oh. Oh, I get it. And bring Peter? Bring him to Bolton and Company's brokerage office and tell him you're a vice president of the company, huh? Okay. Yeah. What is it, Sonny? Take off your coat, honey, and relax. I gotta go and see Dad, alone. Oh! Sonny will be right over, Leslie. We're in. Before this goes any further, Colonel, just what is the swindle this time? I'm going to unload Mrs. Prescott's Atlas International Copper Stock on Mr. Peter Warrington III. Atlas International Copper? You'd have to be a moron to buy that. It isn't worth the paper it's printed on. I ought to know. I printed it in the first place. But we've got to convince him it's valuable. You know, the same trick we worked on that old guy out in St. Louis? Oh, well, I'll put up the 10000 for front money. Good. I've got the fake Wall Street Chronicle printed with the phony headline. Mm-hmm. Okay, then what? Well, we'll steer Sonny and Peter up to Boatman Company's brokerage office. Uh-huh. I'll pay Sonny the $10,000 for, for Mrs. Prescott's copper stock right in front of Peter. Then I come in with the rest of the stock we printed and sell it to Peter. Exactly. You know, Leslie, I should never have gotten married. This is much more fun. Sonny, what makes you think you can sell that no-good Atlas International copper here? Well, my father tipped me off to this. He knows what he's doing. You know, uh, he's vice president of this firm. Hello, son. Oh, hiya, Dad. You remember Peter Warrington? The third, indubitably. Mm, I didn't know you were with Bolton and Company, Colonel Five. Very few people do. Did you get the rest of that copper stock we were talking about, Sonny? Yes, sir. A hundred shares. Good, good. I'll give you a hundred dollars a share. A hundred dollars a share for Atlas Copper? I see you haven't read this morning's Wall Street Chronicle. Here, look at the headline. Let me see that. Fabulous new vein discovered at Atlas Copper Mines. This is the most spectacular strike. Here, son, is your $10,000. Gosh, thanks, Dad. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be able to give you this little wedding present of $10,000, Sonny. Dad, I don't know how to thank you. Ten thousand... Let me see that. It's 10000 all right. Any, uh, anytime you get hold of any more of that stock, son, just bring it in. We're in the market for all we can pick up. $100 a share, and I traded mine to Mrs. Prescott. Well, you can't win all the time. I, uh, beg your pardon. Yes? Could you point out Colonel Fife to me? Well, certainly. I'm his son. Could I help you? No, no. I just want to see him. I have some stock for him. Atlas Copper stock? Why, you must be reading my mind. Good morning, Leslie. Oh, good morning, Colonel. Did you bring me that stock? A thousand shares, but I feel I ought to warn you, the stock isn't worth a nickel. Well, what do you want for it? Oh, as much as I can get, but I'll take $50 a share. That's uh, more than I expected to pay. Well, it's more than I expected to get until I heard you wanted it. A uh, Miss... Uh, uh, Quayle. Leslie Quayle. A uh, Miss Quayle. Colonel Fife is deliberately trying to cheat you. What? No, no, no. Peter, keep out of this. I will not. Miss Quayle, I just saw Colonel Fife pay his son $100 a share for Atlas Copper Stock. Why, Colonel... Miss Quayle, Mr. Warrington forgets to add that I gave my son that amount as a wedding present. Mm, is that so? Look at this headline in the Wall Street Chronicle, Miss Quayle. Let's see. Mm, fabulous new vein discovered at Atlas Copper Mines. <laughs> well, if you'll excuse me, I think I have some business to attend to elsewhere. Why, Colonel, you old swindler. Yes, imagine he's trying to take advantage of you, Miss Quayle. Let's be on our way, Sonny. Right. I've got a honeymoon to start, and it's almost over. Goodbye, Peter. I'll give you $60 a share for your stock, Miss Quayle. 
I'll make that 61. 62. 63. 64. Janie, Janie, where's Janie, Miss Prescott? Oh, she's gone, Sonny. What do you mean, gone? Gone where? Well, I really don't know, Sonny, but out she went bag and baggage. Just after your father called her, she said something about the Beverly Arms apartment. Beverly Arms Apartments? Oh, oh, maybe Dad found us an apartment after all. Well, why did you call and find out, Sonny? Say, that's a great idea, Mrs. Prescott, a great idea. How do you think of those things? Uh, the Fife Apartment, please. Gosh, you were right, Miss Prescott, they're ringing. Hello, Janie? I'm over at your mother's house. Uh, Janie? Janie? Oh, we were cut off, Miss Prescott. What am I going to do? Well, now that you know where she is, why don't you take a cab and go over there? Oh, that's a great idea. Come on. Janie, Janie. Oh, Dad, where's Janie? Why, she went to her mother's as soon as you called. What? Well, goodbye. Well, why leave, Sonny? But, but it's, it's, it's my honeymoon. Yes, but it seems more like a track meet to me. <sighs> it's not even my wedding and I'm all worn out. If you don't stop chasing around, you'll never find her. Your mother-in-law is a very intelligent woman. Oh, now you mustn't say those things, <laughs> Colonel, even if it is true. Um, isn't it wonderful, Mr. Fife? You know, someday you and I will be grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, pretty soon there'll be the patter of little feet around their home. Mm -hmm. Just feet? No babies? <laughs> Peter and Leslie. Oh, that reminds me, Mrs. Prescott. Here's the money for your Atlas copper stock, just as Dad promised. Well, oh, Sonny, I must explain about that. Well, not now. I I'm in no mood to listen to anyone but Janie. Uh, but you see, Peter, uh, you see, Peter and I just concocted that story. He didn't take my T&W stock, and I didn't really lose $50,000 at the 59 Club. We just made that up. Well, I'll be... But where did you get that Atlas copper stock? Well, he just gave it to me to make the story more plausible. You know, I should have met a woman like you much sooner. <laughs> you should have? Yes. Not only are you smart, but I see your eyes in the stars, your lips in the cherry tree, your lovely, lovely skin in the peach blossom. <laughs> My, I'm spread all over the place. <laughs> As uh, for you, Peter Warrington III, you're very shrewd. You bought back that stock from Leslie for heaven knows how many thousands of dollars. Oh, I never bought it back. Well, I what? didn't think it mattered who bought it, Colonel, so long as I sold it. Who did buy it? Bolton. The president of Bolton and Company? Mm -hmm. He outbid me. Ha! How much did we swindle him out of? $70,000. You mean that there wasn't really a new vein discovered at the Atlas Copper Mines? No, of course not, Sonny. Oh, Leslie explained it to me. Oh, but you needn't worry. You didn't ask him to buy the stock. He horned in, trying to jip me out of it. Dad, you'll have to give that 70000 back, or you'll go to jail. I can't afford to go to jail, because I can't bear thinking of what will happen to your name. I can't bear thinking of what will happen to my reputation. I can't bear thinking of what will happen to your wife's name. You can't? No, I'm too busy thinking of that $70,000. Right here, Janie. Oh, I was so afraid you'd be gone when I got here. Well, we're going now. Come on. Where are you headed for? Briarcliff. Oh, but Janie, I told you there was nothing for a young couple to do in the country. <laughs> oh, mother. Uh, uh, what? Oh, well, well, in that case, why don't you stay in the house? <laughs> I'll take the long trip to the country. Mother. <laughs> You're a darling. How many hours do we have left, Sonny? Almost 12, so stop dragging your feet. Janie, 
Might as well answer it, Sonny. Positively no. Then I will. Hello? I'd like to speak with Mr. Sonny Fife. Who's calling? A friend with some very good news. Mr. Fife is to be transferred to another ship. Hmm? It'll mean officer's training school. But he must report to his base immediately. He'll sail within the hour. You mean he's got to remain a sailor for the duration? He'll, he'll never get to be an officer if you don't find him? That's right. And if you do, he has to sail within an hour? Correct. Uh, Mr. Fife left town ten minutes ago. <laughs> Our thanks to you, Martha Scott, George Murphy, Mary Bolin, and Walter Abel for appearing with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players tonight. Our appreciation, too, to Andrew Stone, who produced and directed Frederick Jackson's screenplay, Hi Diddle Diddle. Well, Mr. Bradley, we're glad to be here. You see, we know how important the Motion Picture Relief Fund and the Country House and Clinic, which it supports, is to our industry. And now, before we tell you about next week's program, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities. Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Scott. Ladies, do you think you do a good job of cleaning your skin? Well, here's an experiment I'd like you to try sometime. Wash and clean your face the way you usually do. And then, after your skin is supposedly clean, apply Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. Just rub it on, wipe it off. And see if you don't agree with the thousands of women who say it removes dirt that ordinary methods do not remove. Now, it's those tiny clinging particles of dirt, those stubborn bits of dust and stale makeup that often cause so much damage to the skin. For they may clog the little pore openings and make them look larger and coarser. They may encourage blackheads to form, may cause even more serious skin troubles. But Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream cleans your skin thoroughly and completely. And that's so important now when there's lots of dirt and dust flying around in the air. My cream also softens your skin, helps make it look more pliant and youthful. At the same time, it helps nature refine the pores. And finally, it leaves a perfect base for powder, smooth but never sticky. Now, if you want proof that Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream does all these important things for your skin, just try it. See how the little dry flakes of skin are loosened and absorbed, how the very texture of your skin seems suddenly a lot finer and smoother. See in your mirror why millions of delighted women now use Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream and why more and more beautiful women every day are changing to this one scientific cream for the complete care of their skin. Next week, the Lady Esther Scream Guild players will present one of the most beautiful romances of our time, Love Affair, starring Louis Alberni, Virginia Bruce, and Herbert Marshall. Lady Esther wishes you good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.